I want to read from Isaiah 49 this morning. Isaiah 49 and verse 1. I'm going to read through to 7. Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Do you ever feel that way? Yet surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb will be his servant to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth, to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised abhorred by the nation, the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes, they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. There was... There was something in this as I was reading about about the light. I will make you as a light for the nations. Now we we have um, just come through the Christmas time, and and we uh, our Christmas Eve service is all about the light coming to earth. Jesus is the light, right? He. Uh, in 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 heaven, there there will be no need for the sun, because the Lord is is the light, and all the light you need. He's amazing. So I was um, contemplating that over the Christmas time, and I s- started to sing a, a, a song that I hadn't heard for years. <laughs> it's funny how things come back to you. It's, uh, it's called The Lighthouse. Um, and I, I, it's written by uh, Ronnie Hinson, whoever that is. I, I've never met him. But, but I, I, I listened to it by John Starnes, and I, I just love his tenor voice. He, uh, 
Anyway, he, he would sing, uh, And I thank God for the lighthouse. I owe my life to him. Jesus is the lighthouse. And from the rocks of sin, he has shown the light around me so that I might clearly see. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, where would this ship be? Yeah. Where, where would we be without him? So I started to think about lighthouse. And, and how many times have you heard that said in prophecy, your, you shall be a lighthouse, you, uh, your, your home is a lighthouse to the neighborhood, or something like that. I'm, must have been 50 times I've heard it in the last 30 years that we've had the church here. And I know it's regularly used. And, and uh, I think the Lord really likes that, that metaphor. <laughs> so I wanted to look at that this morning. The lighthouse. There's something absolutely romantic about a lighthouse. You know, the, this, this beautiful building that, that has a light that, that shines every few seconds into the areas all around. And it, it just seems to stand out in the, uh, on, on the rock formations and, and, and beckon people to come and see it. My wife's mother just loved lighthouses. There was just something about them. She wanted to live in one, didn't she? <laughs> um, and and uh, I, I can I can see that. If you like the wind and the waves and and all that stuff that comes from the ocean, because that's where lighthouses hang out. <laughs> um, then you, you might love lighthouses. Romantic and beautiful. And, and um, they offer a beacon of hope in the dark, darkest night to a ship that's looking for a safe harbor. <laughs> Somebody just sent me a picture of a lighthouse. Very uh, nice. I don't know if you can see it, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. That's just a little lighthouse. <laughs> but it does its job. It's so beautiful. Um, early lighthouses were, were just piles of, of timber that they would burn so that you could see them from a distance um, and, and not <laughs> crash yourself on the reef. Um, I, I remember hearing a little story where... where um, a radio operator called his captain and said, Captain, we're getting a radio message that we should change our course. And uh, the captain says, radio back and say, you change your course. And so the, the, the radio operator called back and says, Captain, they say we should still change our course. So the captain, infuriated, takes the radio and says, I'm the captain of the, of the USS Eisenhower, let's say. <laughs> we are a mighty battleship, and we tell you you should change your course. And back on the radio comes, um, this is the 
Race Rocks Lighthouse. We suggest you change your course. <laughs> I think he won. <laughs> um, lighthouses are, are delightful and have saved so many. It's wonderful. There's hundreds of lighthouses out there. Do you know that the Statue of Liberty is actually a lighthouse? It was built as a lighthouse. Her, the torch that she holds with her right hand, was made to shine lights out into the harbor so people could be drawn to it. And it actually can be seen for 24 miles. The light from the... It doesn't function as, as a lighthouse today, but that's what it was designed for back in 18-whatever. I, I got it here somewhere. Uh, 1886 is when it was put together. The, the lighthouse is delightful. A lighthouse has one major function, to be a light in the darkness. Do you think that's needed today? A light in the darkness. If it can't do that, it's useless, as useless as a flashlight without any batteries. It just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Thank you, Lord. You don't find lighthouses 100 miles inland. You find them on the shore where people need help. Foggy times, dark times, that's what they, when they, they're working the best. And the sole purpose of a lighthouse is to be an aid to navigation. Sailors need to See the light in certain areas to avoid danger. A lighthouse exists to facilitate navigation by broadcasting light in a sweeping beam across a wide and restless sea. If one is able to safely navigate past or through the dangers revealed by the lighthouse, it means that the preservation of life and property has been achieved. So here we have this metaphor, the metaphor of the lighthouse. And we can go in three directions, and we'll go in three directions from it. The original content, um, their context, Israel as a light to the nations that we just read from um, Isaiah 49. Jesus, who describes himself as the light of the world, and us who follow Jesus, and are charged with the responsibility to keep our lamps lit and to shine for Jesus. Isaiah talks about a servant, as we were looking in in, um, chapter 49. He's calling a servant. Verse 3, he said to me, You are my servant, Israel, whom I have called. But Israel is depicted here as in, in kind of a before and after. Israel, Israel hasn't done really well. <laughs> and so as we, as we read there, we see 
the, the, the argument is, what are we? What, what are we? You, you know, you've called me from the womb before, before I was even made. Now that, that refers to becoming Israel, becoming a nation, becoming Judah. But mm, thank you, Lord. They had three times by this time been uh, captivated by Babylon. They, they had lost significantly to another nation. They, they, weren't, they were beat up and tattered. Isaiah may have written from, from another, another country at this point. But um, in verse 6, the, lighter, or the, the writer becomes exuberant. It says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation, we heard that word earlier today, may reach to the ends of the earth. So he's calling Israel to be a lighthouse to the world. He's calling Israel to, to be his lighthouse, to be his light, to, to uh, attract the world to him. And, and they can't do that on their own. They've, they've failed miserably. So we have a before and after. We have before, which is they, they've failed, and, but God is calling them to something else. Does that sound like anybody's life you know? <laughs> God is going to use a people that, have, that may have been broken may not have achieved much, but he will make us powerful and a light. And so he's calling Israel here. He's calling, he uses the word Jacob. Now Jacob takes us back to that place where, where this man who walks with a limp is, is unable to do things on his own. He needs God, is touched by God. And, and becomes Israel. The, the picture of the before and after again. The amazing hand of God upon this, this person who becomes a nation. So, so good. The exaltation of downtrodden Israel is for the purpose of drawing all of the nations of the world, not just Israel, to the, to the Lord. The writer of the, the book, Isaiah, uh, initially has his doubts. Judah has suffered all of these losses. How could a defeated and exiled people possibly recover their national identity. 
let alone be a light to the nations. The answer lies in the recovery of Israel's mission, even before Israel existed. You know that Abraham was Abram. Abraham. He, he, his, his name became the father of nations. That he would bless the nations of the world. Through him. And it's through his seed that Israel was formed. Before you were born, I was, I've called you. He spoke prophetically to Abraham. And Israel began to move that way. Now, we don't see Israel as being a light to the nations at this point. And we don't really see it happening historically until now, really. A desert area that became the homeland of Israel in 1948 uh, beckons people. It, they have made the desert into a, an oasis, a, a garden. They, where there was desert, they now have groves of oranges, and, and they, have, they have become a world leader in, in um, um, scientific experiments, and, and uh, they are an incredible military power. They are a light to the world. But that's just starting. It will become more of a light as time goes along. They show what the hand of God upon a nation can do. Wow. Nations have banded together and, and done everything they could to destroy Israel. Sweep them into the sea. Wow. And yet the hand of God was there. What can God do with a nation that is given to him? He says he's going to use them as a light to draw people to him. Do you think that's going to happen? <laughs> I, th I, think, I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So, so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, then, is the light of the world. He says in uh, John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Yeah. Jesus is the light of the world. And it's not a mere platitude Unless Jesus is our light and, and salvation first, unless we have seen the light, it doesn't really matter whether the saving power of Jesus extends to the world or not. It's important that we be, we have seen the light. It's important that we have experienced the light of Christ Hallelujah. 
in our lives. We acknowledge the light of the world uh, at Christmas time, but he's always the light. Uh, I, I wanted to go over the words of that, that song. It's just so beautiful. There's a lighthouse on the hillside that overlooks life's sea. When I'm tossed, it sends out a light that I might see. And the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead me home. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, my ship would sail no more. And I thank God for the lighthouse. I owe my life to him. Jesus is the lighthouse. And from the rocks of sin, he has shown the light around me that I might clearly see. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, where would this ship be? Everyone that lives around us says, tear that old lighthouse down. The big ships don't sail this way anymore. Ain't no use in it standing around. But when my mind goes back to that stormy night, when just in time I saw the light, with the light from that old lighthouse that stands there on a hill. David in the Psalms uses lots of metaphors for God. He's a rock, a refuge, a defense, a strong habitation, a fortress, a shelter, a strong tower, a shield, and a deliverer. But in this song, he calls him a lighthouse. This, the, the author of the song, Jesus is the Lord, and he is my light. As such, Jesus, our Lord, is a saving light, and perhaps he's our guiding light. Now, we, too, are the light. Now, we, we don't have light of our own that way. God gives us a picture of, of uh, the sun and the moon. The sun is light. It, it emanates light. It generates light. The moon has no light. The moon is just a dead rock in the sky. Yet every night you can see the light from the moon. How does that happen? It reflects the sun's light. That's what we're called to do. To be in the presence of God Almighty. To, to get to know him and reflect his light. The light of Jesus Christ to the world. We're called to be a reflection of our, our lighthouse. And share that light with others. We know it from Sunday school. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. <laughs> Jesus says, you are the light of the world. This is from Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one 
after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on that lamp, uh, but on the lampstand, they put it, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Ships at sea often have been out there for a long time, not not sure when they will reach land, when they see a light, when they see a glimmer of light, it raises hope. It, it raises exuberance. The light is, is so exciting to somebody who has been long days at sea. It's not only there to, to save them from shipwreck, and, but to, to encourage people on, the, on their way through life. And so, so, um, so it is for us. People, people see what we're doing. They see us and are attracted to us. Or they see us and they're encouraged by us. They see us and, and uh, it gives them hope. If, if we can make it. Like people look at me and say, if that guy can make it, then surely I can. What's the difference? <laughs> the difference is Jesus. My light, your light. But how important it is that we, we get to know that lighthouse. We get to see what's going on in that lighthouse. So how can we become beacons of hope for those seeking a port in the storm? One way is, like doctors take the Hippocratic Oath, The first thing they said is, first, do no harm. In other words, be helpful, not hurtful. The answer is easy for us. Imitate Christ in all interactions with others. Be positive and add light, not confusion, to situations. Be truthful. Be kind and patient. Point others to the light. Walk alongside the injured and hurting. Bear burdens where necessary. Just be Jesus in your daily walk. Some lighthouses have been um, have have been retired, decommissioned. They're they're no longer useful for what they were designed for. Yeah, we, we don't get to do that. Lighthouses, we have to remember when they're working, are, are called to work 24-7. That light is going all the time. In case there's fog, in case there's, uh, when the, the darkness comes, mist, all of that stuff, 
365. The lighthouse doesn't get a day off. Lighthouse doesn't get a sabbatical. Lighthouse doesn't get holidays. A lighthouse is a lighthouse shining light, hope, guidance to anyone who comes near. The lighthouse is doing its job all the time. And that's what we're called to do. Everywhere we go, how can we be a lighthouse to our community, a lighthouse to our families? How can we shine the light of Christ to those around us? How can we be a lighthouse? You can have your holidays. You can have your sabbaticals. But while you're on them, you're still a lighthouse. You're still shining. And your light will encourage others, whatever it is you're doing. Simple message, simple reminder to be about the business that God has called us to. We are called to let our light shine, to not hide it, to not be ashamed of it, but to recognize that it's Jesus in us that has the value for all those around us. And to give that light away freely. Let it come out in all of our dealings. Let the light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Uh, Can we do that? Can we be lights to our neighbors? Not... Not those that are selfish and living unto themselves and, and, and not, not acknowledging Jesus as the light in their lives. But living such a way that the light just emanates all the time from us. That's what he's called us to. Let's stand. If it wasn't for that lighthouse, where would this ship be? Mm. Thank you, Lord, that you are the light. You're a delight to us. But you're the light of the world. And you've called us to be light to not hide our light but to let it shine so help us do that Lord help us you know where each of us needs to have our lights tuned up have our lenses polished and and allow the light to shine in our lives Help us to get to know you better, to, to be in your word. That we might know what it is that we're, we're sharing with people. To have the wisdom of your word to share. And let your light shine through that. 
to let your light shine through all of our speech, all of our actions, to be about your business. Thank you that you trust us to do that, Lord. Thank you that you take, like you took Israel, a country that has come through terrible losses, and you may, you're making it a light to the world, taking it from loss to victory. You're the difference. Thank you that you take each person here from a place of brokenness, a place where we were of no heavenly good, <laughs> to a place of victory in you. Help us to be what you've called us to be. You've called each of us with gifts. You've called each of us with purpose, calling. Help us to walk in that, Lord. And as we do, that we might let our light shine in the darkness because we can see the darkness coming more and more all the time. The world is is uh, in deep darkness, Lord. We don't need to tell you that. But we choose today to be a light shining in that darkness. Like the candles that we lit last week. To let our light shine before you and before this lost and dying world. Thank you, Lord, that you have a plan and that we're a part of it. Thank you for encouraging us and, and uh, letting us know that this year is going to be a year for you, that you will be glorified in it. Help us to be a part of that. Would you bless each one today, Lord? Encourage them. Encourage them with that light that you've given them. They've seen the light. We've seen the light, Lord. Let us share it with all around us. And bless each one in your lovely, lovely name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.